y'all. Welcome back. It's me, Grace. And Jazz. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thought you was going to say something else. <laughs> I'm here too. Hi, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're back with another episode. Okay, we'll get into the title later. Right now, I kind of just want to tell y'all a story. I know not everybody really rocks with the Bible, but I low-key rock with it a little bit. Um, I think if you take away, if you're able to just look past certain aspects and just get the meat and potatoes of it, then I think we'll be all right and we'll make it through this this podcast episode, uh, you know, safely. You know, all in the same boat, all on one accord, you know, don't get caught up in some other stuff just just follow along with me okay today we're gonna talk about Moses okay so I really just want to start off by saying uh, by talking about what Moses name means his name means metaphysically it means to to pull out to draw out um, for those of you who aren't aware or don't know about the story of Moses in the Bible uh, actually starts in Exodus uh, chapter 1 um, I would suggest you go read it for yourself. I'm always going to encourage you to do your own research um, to get your own understanding, overstanding, understanding. Okay? Um, but don't look too hard in this stuff. Like, you know, just follow your intuition. Like, you'll be all right. Okay? Okay. So, metaphysically, Moses means to draw out extracting from water. The birth of Moses represents our development and consciousness of the law of our being. Right, so that means our wisdom and our will, but from a negative point of view, because water is our emotions, and we know sometimes we can't trust our emotions. You know, your feelings are valid; they're always going to be valid, but sometimes they're not always based in reality. You know what I'm saying? Um, our emotions are really based off our own perception, and sometimes our perception, based off of our life experiences, can be a little skewed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you like that word skewed. I'm trying to put it in there. I'm trying to put it in there. Okay, so that's what Moses. That's what Moses' name means. Now let's talk about which is important. I want you to remember that the meaning of Moses' name. Mm-hmm. Remember that, because eventually, what I want you to do is I want you to take Moses out of the story and put your name there and whatever your name means, right? So, my name is Grace, but I, you know, my birth name is Tabitha, so, you know, whichever. Which, you know, biblically, my name, biblically, Tabitha means beauty, grace in Hebrew. You know, uh, grace is the the love, the support, the help from God that you don't have to earn. Right? It's, it's very much undeserving. I don't like saying undeserving because it feels like you have to earn it. I guess that's why the un is there, but like, I don't know, I, I'm having, I be, I'm kind of conflicted with the word deserve lately, but, um, you know, it's, there's nothing that you can do to earn love support from your spirit, from, from spirit, from your, your ancestors, from yourself, okay, because you are the I am, yes, me. But, uh, you know, or God, whatever you believe, we are inclusive here. Okay? 
Here at Me Authentically Podcast, we are inclusive. So you can believe whatever it is that you want to believe because we believe this is your journey. So whatever works for you, works for you. Now, we don't have time to clown nobody for what they believe, talk down on nobody about what they believe. That's their business. Not your business. That's their business. And they don't mind their business when it comes to you. So believe what you want to believe. But switch out your name for Moses in the story, okay? Because Jazz... Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. These gifts from God. Period. So okay. I was a gift. So, <laughs> Jazz would just switch out her name, well, Moses' name for her name in the story, okay? So, here we go. Because we're talking about Moses. Well, we talk about us, but we're using, we talk about Moses' story. Anyway, y'all know what I'm saying. All right. So, when Moses, okay. So, around, so what happened was the Israelites were getting, you know, a little too big. They were getting a little too mighty. It was a little too much of them. Okay, and the Egyptians were like, "Bump all that!" Like they gotta go. You know what I'm saying? We are gonna start killing off their sons. Okay, as so they started doing, they started killing off their sons. That's coming straight from the Pharaoh, right? Who would be like the president, right? So he was about to kill off all their sons. So Moses' mama was like, "You're not gonna kill my son," and so she put the man in a basket, put him in the water, and he, you know, floated on down to where the Pharaoh's daughter was taking a bath, and her maid went to go see it, the baby. Which, actually, Moses' sister was over there, too. But, nonetheless, okay, the Pharaoh's daughter saw Moses. She wanted Moses. She kept Moses. Alrighty? So, boom. So, he was raised as... So, wait. She just stole this lady baby? So, what happened was... (laughs) (laughs) And, and granted, now, listen. I, I grew up in the church. So, you know what I'm saying? While I absolutely am familiar with the story... I just want to make sure that those who may not be familiar right. are completely able to follow along with us. So what you're saying is, shit was going down in the land, honey. It was and going down. Moses' mama said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, you're not gonna get my baby. Not my baby. So let me go ahead and put my baby in the basket. Yep. And let him float up the river. Yep. Because me sending him off and hoping that somebody finds him and takes good care of him is way better than keeping him here and risking whatever could be happening because of what is happening with other people's sons. Am I right? Yep. Okay, period. Yep. Just wanted to make sure we, yep. was, <laughs> we was all on the same page. <laughs> so now she done put him in a basket, yep. shipped him up the river, right? Yep. He's Where floating along the river. was one of the the maidens for the pharaoh's daughter okay so she was already working in the palace she was already there okay period and the mom actually watched moses float down she wanted to make sure he was safe and so when she saw the pharaoh daughter with moses she she talks to her she was like hey you know what i'm saying let's come on one accord here boom so the so they talked about it so she followed the basket so wait once wait so she followed the basket in the river Mm -hmm. Why she didn't just walk him down there then? Like, I mean... I don't, I don't know. Like, she was just watching from afar. Watching from afar, but close enough to come up and have conversation with homegirl once she grabbed the baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just want to make sure I'm on the same... I'm... I'm <laughs> sure I'm following along. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And so then, um, you know, the Pharaoh's daughter takes Moses in. And raises him as her own. So he's raised as an Egyptian, but he's really an Israelite. Okay. Right? 
Which is interesting to me because the Pharaoh wanted all the Israelites dead. And so he knew from jump that Moses was not really an heir to the throne. Mm-hmm. She, she had another son who really was the, the heir of the son. The heir of the, the throne is what I guess I'm trying to say. Um, that's going to come into play later, later, later on. But we're not going to touch into that right now. You know what I'm saying? That's a story for another day. Because that's when we start getting into all the plagues and stuff. And we don't really have time for that. We, it's just, it doesn't fit in here. So anyway, um, so yeah, so he was raised as a Egyptian, but he was really a, a Hebrew. So one day Moses was all grown and he's like, you know, walking around like he usually does or whatever. And he sees an Egyptian beating an Israelite. Now the Israelites were in a sense in captivity, in like slavery. They were forced to do like really hard labor and so you know the egyptians feeling like they were better than them you know they were standing over them like taskmasters like you know that kind of thing and so the egyptian was beating up on the on the hebrew man and um moses got mad right and uh this the bible doesn't say when he did it the bible just says moses killed the man and buried him in the sand right Moses, you cold-blooded, brother. Okay, listen. I, to me, I feel like what happened was Moses saw what happened. He let it happen. He pulled dude to the side and was like, hey, you need to chill with all that. Dude had some smart to say out of his mouth. Because remember, Moses is really an Israelite. Right. You know what I'm saying? With the, with the image of a Hebrew, but he's really an Israelite. Not a Hebrew, an Egyptian. But he's really an Israelite. Dude was probably like, F you. You don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Moses got mad smoked him, and they buried his punk ass in the sand. hmm Right? The next day, Moses sees two of his brethren, so two of his Hebrew brethren, you know what I'm saying, arguing. Moses walk up to him and is like, hey, like, what y'all doing? Like, y'all brothers, like, why y'all out here acting like this? Right. 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 They said to Moses, who is you? You ain't nobody. Oh, you think that you prince of us? You think just because you killed a man, you could just tell us what to do? You ain't no better than us. How they know he killed him? Exactly. How we don't know. Somebody saw. Somebody saw what happened. Period. And That's so crazy. they, you know, threw that up in Moses' face. And then the Pharaoh found out Moses had killed an Egyptian. And was like, oh, I'm about to kill you. So Moses right, ran. Because you're not even really. You're not really us, even. Bro. Exactly. You're not even one of us. Like, exactly. you got my shorty acting weird towards my kids because she trying to love on you a little bit. Why you're you not even weird one of us. Me? You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. And now you want to kill one? Okay. You got okay. to go. Okay. So, which I found that to be interesting. I think it's interesting how they responded to him, too. Because they knew if they knew Moses killed the Egyptian, then they had to know why he killed the Egyptian. Right. I mean, was y'all watching the whole time, or you was just there to see me put him in the sand? Because, right. like, if you if you knew what happened, then you wouldn't be getting on my nerves. You know, exactly. <laughs> all in my face. Call so, and then out. you knew that he buried the man too, which means that he had to be feeling some sense of guilt, shame, probably regret, fear, because he buried him. You know what I'm saying? No, nigga. Well, yeah, fear. I don't want to get caught. Like, you know what I'm saying? He had to, because I I put the shame in there, because like I'm supposed to be an Egyptian, but like I'm really an Israelite. But I just killed 
an Egyptian. You know what I'm saying? Someone that I'm, I've carried this image of this is who I'm supposed to. You know what I mean? This is supposed to be my folk. Right, but like, this is not really my people, but like, it's supposed, you know, it's just weird to me. So for them to do that to Moses, to me, I feel like they had to have some kind of insecurity going on. They had to already feel negatively about him. Because they had to know that Moses was really an Israelite. So that means that they brothers, they cousins, they male family members, babies, were killed off, but Joe, but you were saved. Right. Like. So what's so special about you? Right. So then you know Moses did off and ran. He was scared. Right. He went off into the woods. Not into the woods. He went off into the desert. Right. He ended up at a well. In the desert. In the desert. Right. Um. And then, too, I feel like he thought that, like, I don't know, like, he killed the the Egyptians, so, like, maybe he thought that that was going to, like, you know, grant him some favor with the Hebrews, with the, you know what I'm saying, with the Israelites. Maybe that's how he felt. So when they said it, it kind of took him aback. It would take me aback. I'd be like, damn, I just killed somebody for you. Like, what are you saying? All right. I know I have this privilege, but I didn't ask for it. You know what I'm saying? But I know I have it, but, like, I'm trying to do good with it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, anyway, he ran off into the, into the desert and ended up at a well where uh, seven girls, seven women were there trying to get water. Some dudes came over to bother them. Moses stepped up and helped them, right? Helped them get their water and take it back to their father who happened to be a priest, mm-hmm. right? Of the, I, I almost, of the Mennonites, right? The metaphysical meaning of Mennonite is a place of dominion which is founded in a degree of discrimination, understanding and judgment of God and of higher things. So it's it's a it's a it's not a good place. Because you you're you're, you're judging God is what it said metaphysically. Which I found that to be really interesting. And I didn't know that the Mennonites and the Israelites were enemies. I didn't know that either. Well, I mean you would all right. So, just from the metaphysical meaning of Mennonite, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. If you're coming from a place of judging God, like if that's if that's yeah. what that means, then anybody who worships God or yeah. thinks highly mm-hmm. or in favor of God would, in fact, be your enemy. Yeah. So the Israelites, you know what I'm saying? Would be yeah. But I didn't know that before. I was yeah. Like, that's I mean that's crazy. Okay. So they go back to their daddy and they like, yo, this Egyptian man hmm. saved us. The dad was like, well, where he at then? Why y'all leave him over there? So they had to go back and get Moses. Moses went over there, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that they thought this man was an Egyptian, he went over there, he stayed with them, and ended up marrying one of the daughters, Zipporah. Okay. So he had to play the like, play the role like he was an Egyptian. He yep. had to make sure that they never found out that he was an Israelite. And he also make sure they never found out that he killed an Egyptian dude and that he mm-hmm. never. Because then it's like, well, why would you kill one of your own? Well, because yep. I'm not really one of them. He killed one of my own for real, for real. And me being of that descent really makes me unworthy of even being here. Which, okay, I'm okay. with it. Go and hide everything, Moses. If that's how you feel, that's like how you feel. Dang, right? brother. And at the same time, 
Moses finally found acceptance. Not really. From well, if but, I'm pretending right. to be Egyptian, okay. right. then I've been, you know what I'm saying? And they have accepted me wholeheartedly That's because crazy. I have kept the women safe. Mm-hmm. Something of, I've, I've become a value to you. Right. Now I have found what you could consider acceptance. Yeah. But that's also based on perception. What? Well, yeah. Because. Yeah, no. Right. Sure. <laughs> if I still got the pretend baby. Then. I don't really. I, you don't. But understand. that's how I feel now. Because prior to me, you know, awakening to myself over the last few years, I mean, for real, for real, even, you know, within the last year or so, like, I've done some growing as to where I've been there. Yeah. I've, I've been my not true self. Yeah. And been accepted. And because that felt good, I continued to be my not true self. Yeah. Not realizing or despite all the emotional and mental turmoil that it was causing inside of me. Dang, I can only imagine how that man felt. It's so the story is so relatable. Like yeah. if you take you get rid of reli- God, religion, all that stuff, you just look at the story. Right, if you that take the story so relatable. Out, if, you, if you think about it, I mean, really, the way I see the Bible is it's you know, B I B L E basic instructions before leaving Earth. Very much basic. So as these stories are being told in the Bible, really what you're supposed to do in the Bible tells us and all that get and get understanding. But you got to get your own understanding. If, if we wait and, or if we go based purely on somebody else's understanding or somebody else's interpretation, you're going to miss these parts of the story. I, there are certain parts of this that I absolutely completely missed in all of those years of being in the church and blah, 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 because... That's a conversation for another day, but child, being <laughs> in the church like that, yes. you know what I'm saying? The way I was in the church, it really is more it's more about perception yep. and acceptance. I mean, realistically, it's Moses, really, yes. because it's like, that's not completely my true self, but I'm going to do it because this is how y'all like it, and y'all going to praise me for it, and boom, here we go. So, yeah, Moses, I'm sorry, brother. I, I think I'm... Okay. I might have misjudged you, boo. But yeah, man, I mean, seriously, all these stories in the Bible, the way they are happening and the way, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're able to break them down, like it's like, I absolutely can see myself in their shoes. Yeah. I can see myself in their shoes. I can understand why they would do something that way. I can absolutely understand even the lesson that I'm supposed to learn in my own life just from being able to read about somebody else's. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be open. You gotta be open though. You, you gotta be you open, open in that way. And I think oftentimes when we're when we are in the church, we're not completely open in that way because I mean, for real, for real, we waiting on the preacher to start hemming and hauling and then the music to start going so that way you can shout, have a good time, and then go on home. You know what I'm saying? Not really trying to actually get the understanding that we should be after. Yes. I'm done. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Because sometimes the message coming across the pulpit can be really hard. But you tend to forget, like, this is really you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is, this is you. We all been there. You know what I'm saying? Because Moses finally, when he stood up for them girls, like, he stood up for his for his homeboys or whatever, for his people. He wasn't, they didn't accept him. 
right yeah. but they but the Mennonites accepted Moses right and then the girls went back and was like hey yo Hebrew right so then he became a shepherd over the over the high priest's stuff over his sheep his animals and stuff right mm-hmm. um so yeah so that's what so we started to get into so that's the backstory on Moses now we fix it to get into why we really here okay Sometimes you gotta you gotta go backwards to get forward. Okay. Yeah, you Moses, figure out where you're going so you figure till you listen. know for sure where you've been. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so Moses, you know, he out there with the sheep or whatever, and he see this bush on fire. And so, you know, he had to have seen some some spiritual stuff in his day because he knew it was holy ground. So, you know, he took his shoes off or he was told to take his shoes off. You know what I'm saying? He approached a tree that was on fire, right? Right. So, boom. Uh, this, so, this is where God says to Moses, it's time to go back and help for your brethren. Moses starts to question God, the I am within himself. Neither here nor there. But however you want to say it, you know what I'm saying? Moses starts to question God, and he says, who do I say sent me? God responds, I am that I that I am. Shout out to the first episode. Period. Okay? <laughs> Shout out to that first episode. Shout out to the first episode. Because seriously, like, we do that. And, I mean, granted, I don't want to, you know, prolong the story or the episode. But this brings up such an interesting point to me. Because, really, it's like, there are often times in our lives right now today where we're like, Oh, you get this thought, this urge, this inkling, this, 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 um, this call or draw or pulling or pushing internally. And you know that it's coming from somewhere higher than you. Like it's your higher perspective, your highest self, your best self. And it's telling you to do something and you sitting there in your own stuff because you can't even really see who you are, you like, well, who am I supposed to tell them sent me? Who who called me that? Like, all right, bet. So when I was changing my name from like on Instagram, so anybody who's been following me for a while, y'all know that, you know, Jazzy the Music Geek. I used to be Jazzy the Music Geek. You know what I'm saying? Um and it was it it's absolutely fitting. I, I love music, y'all know that's my thing. That's that's <laughs> man, music is what heals me. So, you know what I'm saying? But as I'm becoming more of, you know, who I see myself being, who who my higher self confirms and affirms for me, you know what I'm saying? It's like who said I could change my name to Jazzy the Healer? Like, is people gonna look at me crazy? Right. People gonna look at me like, who that. she thinks she healing? Like, that. who she, who she, what she, how she the healer? Like, I'm a healer too. Like, the, like, and I'm not that. saying I'm not excluding anyone. You know what I'm saying? But I really had to get to a place where I was like, I said that. Yes. I and and that is my not mind. only is it enough. Yes. But it's more than enough. It's the driving force. This is who I declare that I am. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And who said it? I, the I am. The I, I did. I am that I am. That's why. Come I on, Moses. That's who sent you, boo. That's who should I tell him sent me? Me. The I am. Who? <laughs> me. Yeah, I woke I up this me. morning and decided that this is what we're doing. <laughs> the I am that I am. 
Okay. Period. I love that. I think that's why I started. It wasn't until I started this this episode here, this this doing this research, that I you know I, I started you know walking into Grace the worst Smith. Period. Because who should I tell? Awkward. Yeah, you still you, know you still saying? stutter on it, and that's but, okay. You know, we don't get a, to the point where we say, like I've graced the word Smith, and this is what I do. And period. Boom. Okay. We're going to use words, and we're going to heal you, and we're going to heal ourselves, and we're going to heal nations. Why? Because nations are inside of us. Come on and birth a nation. See? We're going to keep... Nope. Stay right here on this topic, baby. Because <laughs> we could go everywhere. <laughs> so then... So... Um, so... If you ask me, a part of Moses' denial when it comes to going back to face his past, because he's got to go backwards, is... It's not just a fear of judgment for killing the Egyptian, because of course he's still running from that, or the guilt and the shame of the acts, or even facing the privilege that he once had, but Moses would have to face himself in standing his authentic truth, which is what, which is what God was trying to give to him, right? Which is really all of that combined, you know? Mm-hmm. By freeing his brethren, he is also freeing himself. Facing our most authentic selves frees not just the people around us, but it liberates ourselves, and that is terrifying. Scary as hell. I'm just going to be honest. Um, facing ourselves, the good, the bad, the unadulterated truth, Moses still believes that his brethren wouldn't receive him. Right? But, but Moses didn't receive himself. Right. So then God had to give Moses a rod. Right? Which was a tool in which he would be able to perform signs and wonders. Because when we don't trust ourselves, we think that we need these extra or external things to make it work. And for real, for real, I ain't gonna hold you, baby. This, this, in this case, I feel like God was saying to Moses, or the I am, or spirit, or the universe was saying to Moses, all right, bet, listen. Let me give you this rod so that way you can fake it till you make it, sugar. Because you're going to have to practice this thing. You're going to have to practice it and you're going to have to trust that it's coming. But until you can trust that it's coming from you, go ahead and grab this rod. Until you can trust that you are strong enough to clear the energy on your own, go ahead and use your sage. Go ahead and use your Palo Santo. Go ahead and get these crystals and these stones to amplify the work that you are trying to do until you get comfortable in your own power and know that you don't even need none of these tools. You really don't. It's, it's your intention. Need. It's all. It's you whatever need. your intention yep. is. That's what's going to happen intention. if you focus on that and make it. You got to make it do what it do, babe. Listen. But okay. if you feel like you can't right now, that's okay. Because we all been there. We all need a tool. We all need a, a something. Something to help you know, Something with. to help you tap into the divine in yourself and that's what Moses's rod was yeah it was his tool to help him tap into the divine within himself yes I love that come on Moses right and then I also looked at it like if you're a tarot reader your tools are your tarot cards Mm -hmm. if you do root work you know your herbs and stuff if you're a Christian the Bible you know what I'm saying these are these are because your Bible is a tool. You use it to study. It gives you affirmations. You get your now your listen. Now listen. Stuff. I ain't gonna hold you for real, for real. <clears throat> if you a Christian, it go deeper than the Bible. 
Yeah. It, it goes into all of those rituals that you do on Sundays that you don't even think are rituals. Right. But they are rituals. Like every first Sunday, what you do? Take communion. Right. In communion, what you doing? Eating somebody's flesh and drinking somebody's blood. Right, but we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not go that deep today. You're right. Sorry. It's those tools. Those tools that help you tap into the divination, to tap into your own divination, even when you don't realize yeah, yeah. that that's what you're using. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My bad. You can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, what is going on here? But that is true, though. Um, your prayer closet is a tool. Your prayer shawl is a tool. You know what I'm saying? They're just different tools. Whatever helps you tap in. Yep. It's a it's a tool that you that you can use to help you do you know your signs and wonders mm. right. Uh, the interesting thing is that the first thing God turned the rod into while demonstrating His power to Moses was a snake. Symbolically, symbolically, snakes represent death and rebirth. Snakes shed their skin when they grow out of it, and a rod metaphysically represents spiritual power. So by using the rod and turning it into a snake, he was telling Moses or showing Moses, hey, look, this rod right here, this holds your spiritual power that you can use to transform your life. Period. By going through different cycles, right? Moses said, listen, I'm scared. Drop shit. He was like, I don't want to fucking, it's a snake. I don't want it. Like, I don't know what's going on. So God was like, listen, stick a hand in your shirt. You know, pulled it out. You know what I'm saying? It was white. Like, Moses was like, eh, listen, you got too much going on. It's so, eh, you need to chill. You know what I'm saying? God said, if they don't believe your words, use your rod. So we know that rod means spiritual power. If they don't believe what you're saying, they can always follow your actions. Show them. Seeing is believing. Yes. Period. Right? Use your spiritual growth. You know what I'm saying? Your actions will speak for you. <laughs> He's so funny. Right? Um, and the spirit asks me, what are your actions saying to people? What are your what is your spirituality saying to people? Okay, and so. And now we get to the reason behind this podcast episode. Even with all of that. Moses said to God, hey, but uh, I stutter and uh, I can't talk that well. My guy, I had just told you to go bravely. Period. And you said, uh-uh. So I said, here, take this tool and do this with it. Here, I put power in your hands. Do this. And you said, uh-uh. Because you know why? I can't even talk that good. But God had already told you. If they don't trust your word, if they don't understand what you're saying, they don't follow your actions. Right, sure. You said, but I don't talk that good. Like, why you still got that same excuse? We didn't already, we didn't already. We already have a solution. I already gave you a solution for that. Why right. you still hung up on that? I had felt so convicted. I was like, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I 
and you should. Because <laughs> while you're saying this, I'm looking at you like Moses. You see, yes. I ain't even, I ain't even looked at you. Right, you know <laughs> Moses. Like I what? ain't even looked at you. I was like, uh, hey, all right. Your problem might not be your speech like mine or Moses, but replace speech with whatever excuse you've been holding on tightly to, even though God's spirit, whoever, is giving you solutions. Now, I'm pretty sure, because I know, you know, I would be high-key annoyed, right? Because um, God is saying, go bravely, you saying, listen, I know we have a solution here, but like, what's up, babe? But I really can't do it. You know what I'm saying? So. Then Moses said, you know what? Just send somebody else. Just just send somebody else. Because, like, I got all these issues, all these problems. Like, just go, just go send somebody else. So at that point, you know what I'm saying? Spirit was like, listen, you know, you being real lame as hell right now. Okay? <laughs> but if you need another, if you need some more help, I got you. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not enough for you, right. That's right. <laughs> If me giving you my power in the form of this rod and in your hands, so like yo, like even if you drop the rod and lose it, I'm showing you that it's, it's still in you. It's still in you. You don't have to say nothing. Like, but if that's not enough, I'm saying somebody with you. All right. So then, uh, God is like, listen, I'm so sick of this shit. So like, listen, you got a brother named Aaron. He's about three years older than your punk ass. Uh, you know, and not calling you a punk ass. I probably just, I call myself a punk ass all the time. I, I need to stop doing that. It's one of the phrases I'm taking out of my vocabulary. Period. Along with, what did I say I was going to stop saying yesterday? I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I said I was going to stop saying that. Yeah. Like, I said I was going to stop saying that. Good, because some people, they want you to take up their time. Yeah. Some people, they need you to take up their time. So, uh, I need to, uh, yeah, those are, those are some stuff I'm taking out of my vocabulary. Um, so yeah, so Aaron metaphysically means the bearer of intellectual light, right? But both Moses and Aaron had issues. Moses, we know, uh, doubted himself, his power, his belief. He also had an anger issue. Aaron, we find out later, is a people pleaser, right? So God told Moses... Hey, listen, you're going to go back over there. You're going to link it with your brother Aaron. You're going to tell Aaron everything that I said to you. And Aaron is going to go with you. So Moses went back, you know, told the father-in-law, Hey, deuces, I'm about to take everything that I got. And I'm about to go back over here to these people. and about to do whatever God told me to do. He thinks up with Aaron. Aaron meets him warmly, which lets me know that at one point in time, they weren't warm. They didn't have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Which is understandable because Moses had privilege and Aaron didn't. Well, you know what I'm saying. 
Right. And then, um, but Mo- but Aaron meets, kisses Moses upon greeting him. He was excited. And then Moses tells Aaron everything that God said, and Aaron immediately believes him. Immediately. So even if you feel like you can't do it on your own, your team will send you support and by sending you someone who believes in you. Somebody who believes in what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. That's in- so it's important for you to have people around you mm-hmm. who believe in you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not only do they believe in in what you're, you know, capable, they may see some things in you that you don't see yourself. You know what I'm saying? And they trust that if you say, hey, this, this, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, well, how can I help you do that? How can I help you achieve that goal? Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. All right, that's what you want to do. Okay, you want to do a podcast? Baby, how can I help you? How can I help you? want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Then we talk together. That's fine. Like, we work it out. Period. You know? I think what's interesting in all of this, because this is the end of my notes, but these are the questions that when I was writing, as I was writing this down, it came to me. Right? Because Moses went on to do some amazing he went on to do some amazing things, right? Yeah. He went to split the Red Sea. He, you know, split the ground. He was angry when he split the ground, but we're not going to go into all of that. But in any case, you know what I'm saying? He went on to do some some, some things, right? Uh, because before Moses actually... Moses ended up being a shepherd for, for God's people. Mm-hmm. But he was already a shepherd when he was working for his father-in-law. He was already utilizing his gifts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Even the gift to be a protector, he was already utilizing his Yo, gifts. Yo, it's so crazy because... Because life, spirit, God, source, universe will put you in position mm-hmm. to learn the attributes, to learn the skills, to, you know what I'm saying, attain the skill set that you're going to need to carry out your actual life purpose. Yes, you always have experience. Oh my God. You know, you're never not qualified. That, when you are called... See, this is, and I tell you this all the time, God does not call the qualified, God qualifies the called, God is going to call you, and when you answer that call, God says, okay, bet, I'm about to give you some stuff that's going to make you the perfect person for what I already see happening for you, so fine, you got trouble with your words, you got trouble with your things. You got tr- like I'm gonna put you in these situations where you don't have any choice but to get strong in those areas, yep. so that way you can put that mm, put that thing right on top of your purpose, baby, and go ahead and do this. And do it because I you've been that. doing it. You've been doing it. Spirit said, "Little ask, what makes you think that all that you have been through disqualifies you? Why do you feel so unworthy?" Why are you holding tight on? Why are you holding on so tightly to the imposter? Hmm. Because if the imposter is just the belief that you are less than, that you are unworthy, why are you holding on so tightly to it? Because it's all that you know. Then I had this thought yesterday. Out of my business, journaling. Actually, what was I doing? Yeah, I was journaling. 
and I don't even have it in me. It's in my personal notebook, mm-hmm. right? But I saw a visual, you know what I'm saying, as I was writing. Let's say you're at a bonfire, and let's say the imposter, like your belief system, right? You're, you're wrong thinking. You're, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I want to do this, but I'm not good enough. So you hold it to you. I realized realize at work yesterday, what I do is I have a blanket at work because it's cold. But I, I take it with me everywhere but the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not that cold in there. I need you to know that. Right. But it's like, probably not cold in the break room. You know what I'm saying? It's... And I don't even really go in that hole. You know what I'm saying? But like, when I get up to go ask a question, so when I got to walk past people, I will cover myself with the blanket. And I'm fully dressed. We know this. I will cover myself with the blanket as if, like as an armor. And I will go ask my question. Or like an invisibility cloak or it's something so that like... you don't see me right. this bright ass pink blanket with donuts all over it so ultimately what what's happening is i am illuminating myself you really are you, you know what i'm saying you I really am are like you are myself. putting yourself on front street blast front yes. street sugar if you will so it's like yeah uh i'm covering myself because i don't want you to see me but I'm drawing so much more attention to myself because, because I'm, covering I'm acting weird. Put the fucking blanket down. <laughs> like, so put like, the blanket. Like, I love you. Put the blanket down. <laughs> Yesterday, I was like, why am I walking with, and this dead ass coming across me like this. Oh, like a, like like a, a banner. <laughs> like, I'm so serious. Like, um, like you know, uh, like Miss America or like like the States. Like, yes. Miss, like Miss Arizona. Yes. She got the little sash or whatever. That's, you know, how, it's like coming. The, That's how it's coming. That's Girl, how, get that's out of here. <laughs> that's how it's coming across my body. Right? And so... <laughs> in the visual, that's how I saw me in this blankie. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just coming across here. It was kind of like bundled up in my, in my hands. And I was standing at this fire pit. And while looking at the fire pit, the fire was blazing. I saw someone standing across. When I looked closely at the person standing across from me, it was really me. Yeah. Without no blankie. You hide yourself. You know what I'm saying? Saying we don't even need that. And so the questions started coming to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you could have everything that you wanted, what would you give up for it? Because you got to give up something. You know what I'm saying? You can't make money without spending money. You know well, what I'm saying? You can't get love without giving love. Right. So what you going to give up? You know what I'm saying? It was kind of eerie looking at myself because I can't really see the full, the full vision. Right. But like I know, like that's me. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Standing at the other at the other side, facing me, and I'm standing there with my little blanky armor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like, you're gonna have to leave your comfort zone. Well. To get to the other side. You know what I'm saying? It's okay that you. Need I mean, for to- real, for real. Not only, and I don't mean to, I, I don't mean to cut you up because I don't want you to lose where you're right, going. Right, right. But you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to leave your comfort zone to get to the other side. But when we're thinking about this vision right here, so if we're mm-hmm. on the same vision of you standing in front of a fire, I got burned up. You're standing in front of a fire with a blanket that you use, and you tell yourself that you use this blanket because you're cold. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to have it at the fire. No. I don't know why. You're going to have to let go yeah. of the things that you thought made you comfortable because they don't make sense for where you're going. And you know what beats fire? Air. 
And air is your mindset, your thoughts, mm-hmm. your words. So you need action, and you need your your words, action, fire, to make. Uh, because I actually wrote some stuff down and I burned it up yesterday. And at first, I was hold- the paper was closed super tight so that the flame couldn't get all the way to it because it was smothered. But all I had right, to girl, open it open up. up. Let, let some air I had to it. open it up. And then as soon as I did and put a little more fire to it, it blew up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was like... Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then I was like, that's what you need You know, in order to like... To, to go bravely. That's what you need in order to move. Is you need your action with your words. Like, how are you affirming yourself? What are you saying to yourself? Right. You know what I'm saying? What is your thought process? You have to renew your mind. Well. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay if you if you need tools for that. It's okay if you need help in the beginning. If you need tools, if you need support from somebody outside of you, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever it's going to take. For you to take this blankie, the thing that you're holding so tightly onto, to the imposter, because it be cold in there, but it don't be uh, at the spot that I'm that moved to. It's actually quite hot. Is, I mean, uh, right. And this is the thing. Like when we're talking about imposter, like what's what's the definition? What's the what's the breakdown imposter? Right, quick. Like what is the definition of imposter? Okay, it's a belief that you are inadequate and incompetent. Right. Is that so? Despite that's the, the evidence saying time that you were skilled and successful. I'm sorry. So that's the imposter syndrome, or is it, that's the that's the definition of imposter? The Make imposter sure. syndrome. Okay. All right. So the imposter syndrome is belief that you're inadequate. Yes. Uh, despite there actually being evidence that you are successful. Yes. Got it. Got it. I just wanted to make sure, you know, um, because imposter is a person who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others, um, especially for fraudulent gain, mm-hmm. is how Google defines imposter. A person who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others, especially for fraudulent gain. So, um, in this particular story with Moses, Moses was... An imposter. An imposter because he pretended to be an Egyptian. An Egyptian. He pretended to be someone who didn't have anger problems. He pretended to be, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like th- those things were his imposter and they were for fraudulent gain because if I don't let you see who I really am, then I'll still gain your respect right, and, yeah. you know, whatever accolades and, and whatever you're going to give yeah. to me because you don't know who I truly am. And when you take it a step, right. When you take it a step further, and we're looking at the imposter syndrome. Now, say the definition again of imposter syndrome. A belief that you are inadequate and incompetent, despite evidence that says that you are skilled and successful. Period. Period. And it makes sense that Moses would be an imposter, that he would have those issues. Because he's really Israelite, but he was raised as an Egyptian. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a conflict there. Right. You know what I'm saying? You are one way. Your birthright is one way, but you're raised another way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which the other way becomes your security blanket. Crazy which is parties. why Moses didn't... You saying it that way make us think about, make, makes me think about all of us. Yeah. Our birthright. 
abundance is our birthright. Mm-hmm. Most of us were raised in some form of poverty, even if it was just a mindset. Yeah. That lack mindset is that's a generational curse. That lack mindset, yeah. that you know what I'm saying, who you like what you have isn't isn't enough mm-hmm. or you got to keep going and be more and yep. do more and what have you. So we all have been literally raised mm-hmm. shaped shaped as imposters because until we have gotten to a place where we are becoming awakened to ourselves or mm-hmm. we are really tapping in and going deep and doing the shadow work to uncover or rediscover and recreate who we actually are. Yeah, when we get down to, to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, man. Because we were, the first seven years of your life are the most important. I think it's five, seven, are the most important because that's where you're shaped. That's where, you know, I think our generation was the ones that were taught, like, you need to be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so that teaches you right there that your words, like, you, you need to be quiet. You know what I'm saying? What you're saying really isn't valid. You know what I mean? Like, be quiet. Do as I say. Do what I say, not as I do. Right. Type stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then, so it kind of takes away from, no, you have a right to speak your mind. Mm -hmm. You have a right to, like, like my daughter, she can speak her mind to me now. You get a little disrespectful. I'm going to tell you, hey, you need to chill out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Don't you say actually to me and you don't pay no bills. Right. Okay, don't say it to me, period. But, you know... Yeah, but yeah, so that was mostly security blanket. I know my security blanket. Did I throw my security blanket in the fire last night in my vision? Yes, I did. Period. Yes, I did. I said, I'm ready. And I responded back to myself, you are ready. And I burnt it up. And I burnt it up. You know, and if it takes you a little while to get there, that's okay. Who's on a time schedule? Not only if it takes you a little while to get there, but I'm a firm believer that really, like you said, like you told us in the beginning of this episode, you were, you were encouraging us to put ourselves in Moses' shoes or put our name in place of Moses' name or what have you. If we're going to do that, then number one, we have to accept, accept that there may be a part of us that is 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 an imposter, mm-hmm. you know, and we are actively participating in our own imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if we are looking at ourselves in Moses' shoes or in Moses' stead, number one, there are tools that can help you. Yes. Where? What is your rod? Yes. What is your rod? And who? Is your errand? Yes. The, the imposter syndrome, the the idea of you know being an imposter, it is not at all something that is a uh, lifelong um, situation or you know a circumstance. You mm-hmm. absolutely can overcome that. Yes. You just have to be open to whatever your rod is and yes. whoever your errand may be. Man, listen. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. What is your rod? Who is your Aaron? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go. 
Let's go. What are the things that are going to help you overcome the imposter that you've been, you know, or the imposter syndrome in your life? You got to figure those things out. Yes. Figure those things out. Tap mm-hmm. in. Get what you need. So that way you can move on and be who you are supposed to be. Be who you were created to be. Yeah. Grace the wordsmith. Love that. Love that. So as we wrap this episode up. Period. <laughs> is there anything that you want to say real quick? No, I love this. Again, I just I'm I'm just I just want to encourage people to um number one, uh when it comes to whatever the tool is, in all by getting, get understanding. Get understanding. Get an understanding for yourself. Um don't just rely on what you thought you knew about a story. You know what I'm saying? Like really break that thing down yeah. and find you some folks that you can you may kind of talk it out with and you know, pick some like you may have to get a different, a few different perspectives before you can land on your own perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that's how you get to getting an understanding. Like, that's how you do it. So, have your conversations, man. Break your stories down. Whatever the tools are. If you're going through the Bible and you want to talk about some stuff or there's a story that you like. Seriously. Go ahead and send it to the to the podcast DMs so that way we can talk about it. We can break it down, kind of see, you know, whatever. Because we're we interested. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We are interested. We are interested in, you know what I'm saying, helping you break things down or getting a deeper or better understanding for ourselves with things that we haven't yet studied or researched. Um, and, I mean, literally, be encouraged that you are not, you are not locked in to your imposter or the imposter syndrome in your life. Find your rod, find your Aaron, and let's go, baby. Let's go, let's grow, let's live, let's be exactly who we came here to be. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, even when we're afraid. Listen. Even when we're afraid. Listen, when we're, afraid. we're just gonna go bravely. Because you can be afraid and still go bravely. Go bravely. Go bravely. That's how you. That's how you overcome the imposter. Yes. You yeah. go bravely. You go bravely. That's it. You go bravely. You get the things that you need to make you brave, and you go bravely. That's it. You wouldn't have made it to the fire if you hadn't had your blanket. So I'm glad you had it. I'm glad you had that yeah. tool, that so rod of your blanket, to get you to stand at that fire and face your higher self. Mm-hmm. And once you get there, then you have the understanding that you know what? I don't even need this no more. I can drop this rock. I can I can drop this blanket right here in this fire. And let it burn out. And let it, because I don't need it anymore. It's no longer serving me. Nope. Because I already see where I'm going. I see who I'm supposed to be. So I don't, I don't need to hold on to these things, these outdated mindsets or beliefs anymore because they don't serve me. Anymore. They help me get to where I needed to be. But they no longer serve me, so I can let them go. And, and as I let them go, yeah. I can... discover new tools or new help or new ideas Mm -hmm. things that are going to help me exactly help me embrace who I am right now so I can step up and show up and go bravely yeah go bravely love that so real quick uh, it's this song by Landrell called Go Bravely, which is where the title of this comes from. And it's the person speaking is Shelly and 
yeah, I'm gonna say her name wrong. Last name. Anyway, the last part of the song goes, Go there and take up space. Let your presence be felt. Let your voice be heard. The world needs you. We need you. You need you. And so, enter the world as all of you. Go bravely. Yeah. Enter the world as all of you. As all of you. The good, all of you. The, the, bad, good, the bad, the ugly. Baby. The all of you. All of because you. Because you. And one thing Spirit had me keep writing down is you are enough. See, it's right there. Yeah. It's everywhere in here. Yeah. It's everywhere. Right there. Yeah, man. You are enough. You are. You, just the way that you are. You are enough. It's okay to grow. It's okay to transform. It's okay to like something one day and not like it the next day. It's okay. It's okay to want to be. It's okay to not want to shrink yourself to fit people around you. It's okay to want to be the main character of your story. Period. It's okay. You know why? Because whether you put yourself as a background character or not, it's still your story and you're still the main character. Right. It don't It don't change nothing. It, you're still the main character of your story. So you might as well go on and shine, Sugar. Okay. And go on and shine. Take up the space. Take up space. Take up space, sis. I'm on the road with this. Is that what she's saying? I don't I don't that's, know. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's another song. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I think that's what she said. It's Tony Jones. I think it's a, she said she say take up space. Take up space, sis. I'm on the road with this. Take up space, sis. I don't know. Anyway. Take up space. Yep. Go bravely. <laughs> go bravely. Go bravely. That's it. Yeah, man. Love that. So thank y'all for joining us. Uh, We're going to come back and we'll probably dive deeper into the imposter syndrome because there's five types so we'll probably talk about that so you can identify that which in your life and you know how to overcome it and whatnot so uh yeah thank you okay yeah bye see y'all later